Welcome to the Data Knowledge Action for Urban Systems podcast series. In this series, we shall explore systems used to build intelligent urban systems, technology used to innovate systems capable of collecting, storing, processing, analyzing, and evaluating data on the most prevalent health-related issues in cities' different sector, like transportation, employment, housing, public health, and public space. This series is brought to you jointly by CoData, the Committee on Data of the International Science Council, Urban Health and Wellbeing Program, and Center for Applied Geometrics, Research and Development Foundation. Via this series, we bring to you reflections on the interdisciplinary approaches and the innovative use converting data knowledge action systems for healthy cities. Hi, this is Shelly Gandhi from CEPT, Research and Development Foundation. Today, we bring to you an episode on impact of environment on human health. In this episode, we have Nakamura Keko, Japan Director of WHO, Collaborating Center for Healthy Cities and Urban Policy Research, Alliance for Healthy Cities, joining us from Japan, and Suraj Patarai, Research Fellow at Global Institute for Interdisciplinary Studies, joining us from Nepal. I'm really very excited to have you both over here, as both of you have worked massively on the domain of urban health, and we've seen and observed the impact of environment on human health. I would like to hear a little more and understand how this phenomenon works. I welcome you both on this episode. Dr. Keiko, we would like to understand the impact of environment on urban health and its consequences. Thank you. So urban health is very dynamic in terms of the history of development of an area and then also very large size. Uh, For us to understand urban health situation, so we have done done a, a lot of work using data to understand what is the situation health in the urban area and then what environment conditions relate to health. So there are many uh, examples mapping out urban health re- uh, situation in different uh, cities and countries around the world. Then when we uh, try to understand urban health, not only health of the population, but also environment situation in the area uh, should be clearly elaborated, and then association between environment and health has been studied so far. So that is uh, one of the, the initial stage to start some of the healthy cities uh, uh, in different countries. Yeah, I agree with uh, Kiko. Uh, thanks, Ellie, for uh, introduction and uh, bringing up this very important topic. So uh, uh, there is a, uh, definitely a, a need of the data uh, to, to understand the urban systems and also the impact of uh, urban uh, systems in the human health. So uh, recently I got a chance to mapping study to understand what kind of urban research is being done uh, in, in Southeast Asia region. It's a part of the WHO assignment uh, for, uh, on behalf of the International Society of Urban Health. So uh, what I did was um, uh, looked at the um, different kinds of research activities done uh, under this domain uh, called urban health and uh, we, we could identify the stakeholders both in this topic and uh, also the least the best practices in the form of reports uh, great literature 
and also we conducted key information interviews with with few uh, top um, you know leaders of urban health research in the region. So uh, the objective was to uh, plan uh, you know to, uh, I mean to help the World Health Organization to plan or formulate the policies and programs and interventions around urban health system in the different uh, WHO regions. So the report will be out very soon, but it was a, a nice, uh, uh, you know, uh, assignment. And then it does help a lot for us to generate data on this. And I feel that, that there has been a huge data gap. So probably this kind of activities, mapping studies should be done uh, in a regular basis. Thank you, Suraj. Uh, yes, and uh, so when we talk about an, uh, an urban health, so it definitely we we have the multiple stakeholders. Even for the scientists, we have the scientists from different disciplines, and then I think and uh, so the data has helped us to have the common understanding, uh, and then so that it stimulates the discussion between the, the researchers as well as practitioners to understand uh, the urban health and environment situation with a common tool. I think that is another benefit of using data in these uh, topics. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is completely uh, agreeable, uh, Kiko. So uh, the data gap is now uh, considered a huge uh, challenge uh, in, in advancing urban health agenda worldwide. So definitely, it's really important. For example, uh, the air pollution uh, is one of the uh, major public health issues in countries like Nepal. Uh, there was a recent report from uh, the Yale University and World Economic Forum based on the Environmental Performance Index. And uh, it was found that the country... Uh, where I live, Nepal, was uh, among the lowest uh, in terms of air pollution, uh, and uh, the maximum PM 2.5 value was uh, 10 times higher desirable values. However, I feel very proud to say that uh, the Community Forest Program has been considered one of the successful programs, and uh, and and we want to know whether this community forest is now you know degrading, and then the impact of the air pollution is increasing because, um, as far as I know, I think. The forest will help in reducing the air pollution. So even in the cities, like there's a concept of peri-urban forestry in the city like Kathmandu, where more than 5 million people are living and then uh, the, the, the air quality is, is degrading day by day. So uh, the, I think the, the impact of uh, the peri-urban forestry uh, would be really helpful. However, we lack the data, whether this is really uh, the cause or uh, there, there are other factors that are affecting the air quality in the cities. So definitely we, we need to generate data. And um, when we talk about uh, data generation, I think um, uh, um, these problems are not only in one country, it's with many countries share the this problem, kind of like for example, air pollution. So there should be a uniform way of collecting uh, data and then uh, reporting mechanism. Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, we can discuss on this topic as well, the uniform uh, tool for data collection uh, and processing. Uh, yes, and Suraj, I agree with you that some data generation, uh, the, 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 the process. So we, we now have various data generation tools and then information. And then so that strengthen our data sharing and data driven uh, understanding of urban health. So as you mentioned, then uh, air pollution as well as an, a green, a measuring greens or people's mobility 
in, in urban area. So those information are now available to use. And I think and many of the academics are working to get more data applicable for practical use that will strengthen this urban health uh, discussion with various sectors, various peoples. So uh, the Tokyo and other cities in Japan and have, for example, have such work on relating to green space and it gets an information green uh, yeah. as well as health promotion. And then, then uh, so in some of the uh, data uh, come, come from satellite image, some from uh, people's mobility in cities and some from uh, epidemiology data. Then, then uh, so those data will help, I think, uh, with decision-making at the city, city level, uh, how people want to have green space or uh, walkable green space in the cities. Yeah. yeah, it is really nice to know that Japan has a strong data uh, system to, uh, to track the green space and then how people are using this green space to make their life healthier. However, uh, it may, may not be the case in all countries. For example, in South Asian countries, we know that uh, the green space will improve the quality of life. Um, however, we lack the data. And, and maybe because of our poor IT uh, systems or, uh, you know, we are weak in the digital health or those kind of reporting mechanisms. So we still are lagged behind in, in, in terms of like how this kind of data can be used to improve the quality of life. For example, I will say that the WHO once uh, advocated for this healthy settings approach. Uh, in South Asia, uh, Asian countries in terms of like community development programs, uh, for example, health promotion tools in schools or workplaces, model villages, cooperative group, group housing, and even the green open spaces. However, uh, there's no data actually. I mean, they, 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 they designed the program, they implemented in the, some of the cities or let's say in the villages, but we don't have the data now. So, I mean, we can't look at the impact with these, these healthy setting, uh, you know, programs really affected the quality of life. So, uh, so I mean, it's, the, the, the situation is quite different uh, from what we have you, you have just shared in Japan. So we uh, are still in the primitive stage uh, uh, to collect uh, or let's say to compile the data and then look at the, you know, different uh, correlations or associations um, impacting the quality of life. So uh, it's really important that the high income countries like Japan maybe share their uh, transfer the knowledge in the IT or in the data systems uh, to the countries like Nepal. So, so that um, we will uh, together uh, build a, a nice uh, data system and, and surveillance as uh, reporting mechanisms to look at the impact. Thank you, Suraj. Yes, I agree. The setting approach is very crucial for urban health. Uh, although we have the very large and uh, urban dynamic systems, but uh, individual settings, so people live in uh, make make life uh, according to the individual set, setting, like in a school, workplaces, the market, and uh, I think the approach through setting is very crucial. And then also we can take advantage of recent uh, social networking service or communication among uh, uh, people. Then, then uh, for example, so when we think about uh, urban health and uh, environment condition nearby uh, make a very uh, big uh, difference. And then, then how people think about their neighboring environment sometimes make a difference. And then, then uh, 
in some cases, uh, people such as uh, voice using Twitter, uh, other social media uh, can be a source to share people's understanding about an urban environment. And then, then uh, sometimes uh, stimulate uh, people's discussion or to stimulate stakeholders for the next step. I think and you know, so that this use of information communication network and I think Nepal also have such an <clears throat> approach and then so we can integrate both you know, hard data as well as you know, people's uh, information from people and then to make urban health more user friendly of course in the uh, urban area it's a very big dynamic system but still the lively uh, inputs from uh, the people is, I think you know, it's very crucial to make urban health friendly and then work and, uh, uh, closely to the people. Yeah, I completely agree with KK. Uh, this uh, social media thing are amazing because uh, everything, uh, every day new, new things evolve and then ideas of people keep evolving every day, keep changing every day. And then uh, there are different kind of analysis like media analysis, all metric analysis people use these days to understand the recent, you know, thoughts and patterns of, you know, the actions and mobility, those kind of things. So I think these communication tools are terrific and I think we should make the best use of it to understand what people are thinking and then how, how uh, they are living in the uh, urban or uh, rural areas and then uh, yeah to, how can we improve their livelihood yes so i think and uh, people get more in this case stakeholders get more information and then i think as many of the urban development and uh, efforts uh, in the past by specialists are now a, a visible residents stakeholders so now we are at the age of data sharing uh, with all stakeholders. When, when you say that uh, there are documented uh, development programs uh, and that have generated data, and then it, now it's the time to share the data and analyze it, I, I completely agree because there has been a huge data collected by different mm. development projects, but they are not shared or they are not analyzed. analyzed. Mm. I'll give an example. There was Kathmandu urban development project uh, in late 90s in Kathmandu supported by the Asian Development Bank. And the, the project was to clean the river uh, in the Kathmandu Valley and improve the human settlements and sanitation. And uh, the impact was actually the reduction in the uh, waterborne diseases and the reduction in the hospitalization or the outpatient visit of the people with cholera or other kind of diarrheal disease in the nearby infectious disease hospital. So this is the impact one of the experts uh, said when I did an interview on this urban health project. However, this kind of data are not streamlined or shared with the Ministry of Health or let's say other stakeholders. So I think uh, you, what you said is that the development works or any other project done by the stakeholders now should be analyzed and uh, the data uh, evidence should be shared. Uh, so that one of the reasons is that the, the same thing is not duplicated. And the other thing is we know what new interventions are required. So yeah, thank you Kiko for raising this important point. Thank you very much. Yes, and by doing that, then so we can reduce inequity issue. So then, then if there are some good examples, and not only one site, but such an effective an intervention should be widely applied. Therefore, so I think in a data sharing will 
strengthen. So we lead, we increase an uh, equity issue to make uh, services available to all places in the urban area. Yes, thank you very much. Yes, yes. I, I also think that data sharing uh, could be also in a regional basis. Probably, uh, for example, in South Asia, we have this uh, regional uh, cooperation called SARC, South Asian uh, cooperation countries. So SARC countries, maybe they, they'll have a uniform data collection mechanism because, you know, climate-induced disasters and climate-sensitive diseases are quite common in these this tropical, subtropical climate uh, regions. So probably rather than, you know, duplicating or in a lot of uh, mechanic systems uh, in, in individual countries could have regional kind of platform where we can where, where the, the whole uh, data big data can be curated and then processed and analyzed i think so data sharing i think is a, is a main need of the of the uh, time i think thank you very much yes i agree with you that that you know, data sharing is very key and then then i saw well climate action so all cities need to uh, take a very strong uh, step forward. I think in you know, SDGs and uh, Sustainable Development Goals and uh, facilitated data itself. But I think from the urban health point of view, not only national data, but also data from individual urban system help people understand the situation more closely. So data should be used according to the individual characteristic of city area. And then also people can understand not only their own city, but also uh, they understand, people understand the global context. So therefore the data efforts and, uh, from Southeast Asia, uh, Asia countries and uh, including Nepal. And uh, so I think it is, and, uh, so by sharing those data with other regions, uh, we can learn more from global context. Yeah, completely agree. There may be variations amongst the cities in terms of you know living styles or less and the weather changes and the impact of uh, these kind of changes in the human health so i mean once we have a platform we have a large data set maybe we can look at the small nuances and then the changes in the city and then plan the adaptation you know strategies accordingly and that that fits the local context so that's a good idea Thank you, Dr. Keiko and Suraj. It was really very interesting conversation. And I completely agree that data sharing, especially for building healthy cities, is the key factor which every country should be looking at. And having a global data standard for collecting and disseminating the data is also essential at this point. Thanks for listening to this episode from the Data Knowledge Action for Urban Systems podcast series. If you like our podcast and want to know more about the series, check out our website, www.crtf.org and follow us on social media. Please leave a review, like and share wherever you listen to the podcast. Look out for the next episodes and join us next time. Thank you.